We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy and today I'm joined by my fellow hosts, uh, Amber and Jay. Hello. To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze for exclusive interviews as they come up. Before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that help make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, Mian, and Brienne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash magazine to check out all the great perks that we have for our patrons. So uh, it's been a hot minute since we've done a recording with the holidays and everything. Um, how is everybody doing in 2021? I'm not even sure I remember how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> me too but hey first episode of the year let's go I, I was like sitting down to get ready for this and I like forgot what I did to prepare because we had like done so many pre-recordings to take some time off that like I legit forget what my rituals are around it I thought like I was updating my computer over the weekend and I thought I nearly wiped everything off my laptop <laughs> But I fi- I figured it out. And I was like, oh, shoot, I have to download Zoom again. Oops. How do I do this again? My, I was like, everyone knows that I record at a very late hour for this. And I was getting ready to go to bed at 11 o'clock my time. And then I see the message like, hey, I'll be ready for the podcast soon. I'm like, crap, that's tonight. But it's okay because time is changing again in like a month. <laughs> so don't be back to your normal time. Your normal time. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am, especially with my big move coming up. Life is rough when all three of us are in different time zones, so like getting together to record is difficult. I feel like Roxy, you're the one who's the most awake <laughs> out of the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are times where we recorded where it's like 2 a.m. for me <laughs> when we've had guests and stuff. So like, it doesn't help that we are scattered so far, but I mean, I guess that's what makes our team interesting. We got 26 teammates in seven countries. Our team is global. Yeah, so with uh, kicking January off, um, some interesting interesting things have been happening in K-pop already, and we are 10 days in uh, at the time of this recording. But today we decided that we would hammer out some uh, predictions for K-pop in 2021 um, and sort of see how that pans out during the year. So uh, the first one that we're going to jump right into uh, is GOT7. Uh, actually, the day of recording this, some shit went down. Uh, it was last Bro, night. Bro, today, 
it is still it is still happening it is two minutes and today still in korea oh my god today has been left and right yeah so i i mean prediction wise like as soon as it was stated that like the got seven's contracts were coming up with jyp i was immediately like they're all gonna leave there's no way they're gonna stay um so that was my first prediction but like they have already confirmed that so the thing that's up in the air now is whether or not got seven is going to continue to promote together um no mark mark today was like we still together like all of them are like it's it's seven or nothing and that has been trending all night last night but Um, the wrench that has been thrown into all of this is the fact that it's been allegedly found out that two of the members wanted to stay at jyp and jyp is like nah fam all seven of you have to resign or none of you resign i okay like i generally have contempt for the the big three companies just because of so many things that have come out about them. But I, as as a fan of GOT7, you know, I've, I wasn't there since the beginning, but I got into them in 2015. So it has been known for, for a very long time that the division that GOT7 is in is not, they don't promote them well. And I feel like the contrast has been extremely evident in recent, recent years after Stray Kids debuted because Stray Kids gets promoted well and they are becoming very 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 popular and it just like really shows like how shitty GOT7 has had with their management since debut oh yeah Division 2 sucks like they share all of their team with ITZY and like ITZY gets better promotions like GOT7 truly gets the short end of the stick um I don't know like today was technically their last performance for as a group for GOT7 or their last schedule and and they looked so like like this is the most lively I've seen them live or like pre-recorded. It's technically pre-recorded, but like performing wise, they look so energetic. And I'm just that it's like in my head, it's just like they're probably thinking, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free from this at this point. And I'm like, you know what? Do your own thing. Because like for me as a longtime fan, since I I've known about God Seven since their debut at JJP, um, it's like I am sad, but I feel more at peace, if you get what I mean. Like, it's just like, I'm like, big sigh of relief. Like, it's happening. And we all kind of saw this coming from a while ago with how GOT7 always was served the short end of the stick. But I'm just like, yes. <laughs> Thank gosh. Here go. Like, yay. I'm so excited to see what you guys are going to do next. Uh, my favorite thing, I saw this clip when I woke up, was um, at the Golden Disc Awards, it was announced that they won, I think it was Album of the Year, it was one of the big awards, um, but they were released onto the stage, and these motherfuckers just started skipping, and Jackson like ran off screaming, like this is after the news broke that they were not resigning with JYP. And I just thought that is the most GOT7 thing ever to like not even give a shit what they look like and just be so excited to like be free from this. It was it was great. I think it's really great to see them bouncing around like that. And I'm just like, there's all the rumors about where they're going to go as solo artists. But my question is, is Jackson going to just sign GOT7 under Team Wang? Damn right. Just do it. I mean, he could, right? 
literally yes he has well jackson isn't even doing supposedly isn't doing korean promotions under team wang he's looking for a company to do the local promotions but i'm just like team wang set up a korea office sign got seven yeah see i think the the interesting thing too about got seven situation if you talk to people that don't like them they're like they say that got seven is not talented or that they're like basic idols you know quote unquote um bitch where <laughs> bitch where i know right so that- i've just seen that online before i've seen people say that because like you know for the last five years i've seen people try to act like god seven isn't that great even though they win all these awards all the time have have they not seen like the gloriousness that is the many god seven subunits or oh. like the solo shit that like jb does have you listened to his solo music on soundcloud that boy sla- everything that boy sl- it all slaps like I still bop to JJ Project shit and like focus on me from just two mm, chef's kiss yeah and I know there's rumors that Yu-Gi-Oh is gonna go to AOMG can you imagine what that would do can you imagine I'm him scared. being unleashed I'm scared because that like he's gonna have access to Jay and Simon Dominic Boy, I can't even, I can't even emotionally comprehend what would happen if that was actually true. I'm just like, at least he's going to AOMG. So may, maybe we might get more like rough hip hoppy out of him. And like, I would be more terrified if he went to hire. You know, either one I think would be a gift for us, but it would be, you know, I feel like JYP with GOT7 has tried to tamp them down a lot. And if you watch them on variety shows, they are unhinged. (laughs) Like they are full of personality and stuff. But I just think that they've always been kind of boxed in, in like the idol role. So I think with them being able to go somewhere else, we would be able to see so much more to them. My favorite like quote, I can't believe I'm saying this sentence out loud, but my favorite like rumor out of all of this is the fact that Bam Bam is considering going to Sunmi's company. That would be killer. I want to know where JB's gonna go. Like if he's receiving love calls I'm like I wonder who where he's gonna go considering like he is a musical genius in his own right and I'm like and it's just a shame because like there's been like instances of the in the past where JB will submit songs and he's outwardly said like yeah I like I have to change my songs 10, 15 times before it's even like bearable to put out on an album, which sucks by the way. Um, but I'm just like, where's he going to go? He's the only member where we don't know exactly. And I think Young Jay where there, we don't know. Oh no, Young Jay, there's another company like that's in talks with them, but JB's the, the blunt, the dark one where we don't know. What about it Mark? Makes- He's going Mark's home. going home. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's going to become a YouTuber. And a streamer. streamer. (laughs) Jay Jinx. So does that mean that GOT7 is not going to promote together as seven then once they all leave? No, like they're, did you not see Instagram today or like earlier today? They literally was like GOT7 forever. And they're all posting the exact same picture being like, nah, fam, we're just taking a break. We'll be back as seven. Mm, I see. So Mark, Mark basically saying that he's going home is like he's just taking an extended vacation after not being allowed to for seven years. Basically. Pretty like much. He's, gonna, he's like, I'm going to do solo shit in America for a bit. And he's going to like open content. Like, I'd love to see him and his brother do more things. And Bam Bam was starting to do streaming. So like the chaos. Um, yeah. Wasn't Mark streaming with like the, the big streamers with like Saikuno and Vacu Ray and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, he I'm was jealous. also on there with Jay for a little bit too. Yeah. 
um in regards to like the news like there was a source saying like uh somewhere along the lines that god seven's gonna try like they have such a strong bond that like this isn't gonna be the end like they're gonna figure out some sort of way to promote and come together as a group still which i'm i'm really glad like this is one of the few groups that despite everything that has happened like they have such a strong bond that they it's like sister to me and they're bowing out gracefully to me i think that got seven might go the way of shinwa if i'm being real like ooh, that's a good one to bring up can you explain shinwa for our younger audiences so for the youngins shinwa has been around longer than most of y'all have been alive they literally are all in different companies and then they just like do their own thing for a while and then every like on anniversaries or every once in a while they come back together and throw their own concerts and like i had the privilege of going to see shinwa here in korea and there was like four generations in their concerts like they're going they're going to disappear and then come back and be like like shit never changed so i was saying this on twitter today too and like when all the got seven rumors started happening like just because they're leaving the company doesn't mean they're leaving the group right and i think that's something that like the unknown is what people are scared of because most of the time when a group leaves they just kind of all scatter to the winds right but I mean, like, I think that this group's bond is like, it's genuine because you can you can usually see if a group just pretends to be close compared to if they actually are. But like with them not resigning with JYP, obviously their activities as a group will be less. But I mean, at the same time, they weren't getting that much of JYP anymore either. I mean, 100%. Look what happened with 2PM, like JYP's flagship boy group. I think they all re-signed except for Tachyon, who was like in talks, right? Tachyon's got his own company, and I think there's one more that left for his own company, and I can't remember who. Yeah, but like, when is the last time you saw 2PM together for anything? It's been years, hasn't it? Well, Junior's still serving. Yeah, uh, he'll be back soon, though. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we had got seven sort of taper off while they work on their military service because three of them don't have to do it, but the others do. And it's coming up soon. It's going to sneak up on all of them. Wait, three. The foreign line. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) The foreign line. (laughs) And Mark. Okay, I was like, wait. Yes. Which three? Yeah, Mark's the oldest, but he doesn't have to go. So JB is next in line and it is going to come sooner than y'all think because I'm already having an existential crisis. I believe 93 liners have to go this year and that makes me, feel, that makes me oh. feel really fucking old. Oh, oh no. <laughs> which terrifies me is the fact that Taemin goes this year. He I does, know. which is why I'm interested that Shiny is, they're cramming in a comeback before he has to go. Supposedly it's next month. Yep. Y'all gonna lose it with them too? <laughs> Oh God, I'm just like thinking about all the 93s. I'm like, the military is not going to know what to do with all the 93s going in. All right. So that is an interesting one that has already kicked off the year. All of that coming to light. Watching the internet blow up as like information came out, because I think it started with Jin Young, was in talks with a different agency and JYP came out and said, nah, it's not happening or something along those lines and then the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff came out and everybody started flipping out. Nonetheless super excited to see what's in store for GOT7 going forward and I'm just like yes just yay just ultimate like for me I I'm more on the happier end because they're free at this point. And 
I just have this to say on the off chance JYP is listening or the GOT7's future management. I would like more Art Ho JB, please. I went to his exhibition and I would like to see more art, please. Also, actor Jin Young released yes. his, for his full potential. Actor Jin Young, more producer, singer, Young Jay, Yulia, you know Jackson's gonna tear it up. Mark, I hope you flourish in your YouTuber streamer career. Uh, wishing good things for GOT7. I'd be subscribing as soon as Mark got a shit run out. Mark was oh, has always been my favorite, so. His Twitch channel is up, just saying. Heck yeah, I'm gonna go follow him right now. You can, like, I'm just really excited to see, like, the earlier generations of idols. Like, everyone's like, they're all, they debut. I'm like, fam, I was in, like, my senior year of high school around the time God 7 debuted. Or, like, my first year in college. So, like, they're, they're, they're not that old of a group. No, it's the seven years. And that seems like a long time, but, like, I just realized, I don't know, I woke up like yesterday and I was like, it's technically my 10 year reunion for high school. So I had an age crisis a little bit and that it's hard. me next year. It's like it's, hard it's to believe that getting like- close for me. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, it's, I don't like feel old, but like I'm the same age as Mark. So we're both 28 this year. Like <laughs> that seems like on paper, that seems really old, especially to people that are super young. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God. We're the same age. Because, yeah, me, Roxy, Mark, we're all born the same year. I just am a great difference because my birthday's past the cutoff. Damn it. Um, but, like, uh, it's just, like, that's wild to think that we've, we've practically grown up with some of these groups. And I think I was just finishing high school, starting college when GOT7 debuted, and that was wild. Just thinking about being the same age as some of these idols like it still blows my mind that I that Taemin is older than me but I am older than Zello and I am so it's just like how did this happen I know I every time I like I'll go on TikTok and I'll see like some child thirsting over Johnny and saying that he's like eight years older than them I'm like what the fuck (laughs) when did I get this old Oh, when people say like Park So Joon and Kim Ji Soo are old generation K drama actors, and I'm just shut like, up, shut up, no, exactly, exactly. be quiet, no. I'm like, y'all don't remember Lee Min Ho or Lee Jung Suk? Like, oh my God, Lee Jung Suk is back. Oh. I'm just yes. like, yay! <laughs> Both me and Roxy just got super excited. <laughs> Man, it's just as you can tell, we're old heads in the K-pop world. So. old and tired get off my lawn <laughs> yes yeah. pretty much like you kids back off <laughs> oh god oh man i feel like this would be a good time to bring up one of my predictions since we're talking about how old we are um one of my predictions this year is big bang's gonna come back and reclaim their seats as the kings of k-pop i think oh, oh okay but does that include the extra one the one that uh, no one wants to talk about uh he left the group so big bang is coming back to reclaim their thrones i mean i wouldn't be against that because i feel like in the time that all of this has happened like people have forgotten how influential big bang was at least people that got involved in k-pop like after so like their last like big big release was like 2015 or maybe it was 2016. flower flower road if i remember 
It was right before GD went in. Yeah. So it's been a couple years, but like, hasn't Top said that he doesn't want to like promote in Korea anymore? Right. But is that going to stop K-pop in this day and age? So are you saying you think they're going to go more international? Absolutely. They were international before, but like it took people to take off their damn blinders and get over music in another language. Um, I mean, once they the were locals... invited to Coachella last exactly. year. Exactly. They were going to be at Coachella. Like once the locals hear like bops like Zutta or um, like what is the recording appropriate name for Urmanagetta? I don't remember. F it. Yeah, yeah basically, you. yeah. F it. <laughs> like, once the locals get a hold of those songs, bruh. Like, like, Big Bang has always been relatable. Big Bang has been the sleeper agent out of K-pop, and you know that they're quietly building that album, and once it's released, all the VIP old heads are gonna come out swinging at this point. They're like, it's time. Like, it's just like, bruh. It- it's either going to be Big Bang coming to wake everyone the fuck up or TVXQ is going to be like, hi, remember us? We outsell your faves in every other country. Ooh, TVXQ. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. As someone that came in to K-pop later, like then TVXQ was a thing. Dude, I love all of their releases. Um, I still bought to something that is an iconic song. <laughs> Don't trust a K-pop bitch that you come across that doesn't know Myra Tick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, if For- if they if they don't know the fan chants, like, well, excuse that. But if you at least don't know, if you do not know the song, we can't be friends. Sorry. But, like, we'll be besties if you know the fan chant. You, you guys, you two know the fan chant. Trust me. Yes. It's, yes, we it's, do. It's literally the most predictable fan chant in K-pop. And just... Just to say, your your favorites, the newer groups, they have covered Marotic before at some point. Or covered a, T, a, a TVXQ song at some point. Like, they are royalty amongst K-pop. Seriously, though, it's like, ugh. Man, I mean, I feel like 2021 will be the year we start seeing the old groups peak back up. Because uh, Kim Hyun, Hyun Jung is supposedly trying to come back. Y'all remember double S double S five hundred one, right? Yeah, like, that's that's a name that not many are gonna <laughs> pick back up on. Um, the iconic songs that they had for if if y'all have seen Boys Over Flowers, y'all have heard their songs. Or Love Like This, that song is <laughs> forever like a this, a repeat. I learned the whole like finger dance just because of that song. Oh god, this is so much nostalgia. Also, oh my god, I'm old. <laughs> so you mentioned Big Bang coming back. Is that the only group that you think is going to return? I mean, we know like EXO is due back. Like it's there's been rumblings for a while. And I feel like we might see like return of some of like the earlier K-pop groups that haven't disbanded yet. Like, like Bastars might make an appearance, or BAP might make an appearance, cause Youngook is coming home. <laughs> but my major, like, the thing I feel in my bones right now is Big Bang returning. I would actually love to see that happen, just to see like the reaction to it, because like 
I feel like people forget um, because, you know, BTS's contracts just came up and they all renewed. I think people forget how rare that is and then how often, like, after the seven years that these groups kind of just, like, go off like, into the ether out. for a while. Yeah. So it would be interesting, like, because people have probably, at least the newer kids, I, I don't want to sound condescending when I say that. I just mean, like, the people that came into K-pop after 2017 uh, when you know BTS kind of got super big and now everybody likes K-pop they have no idea what power Big Bang holds if they do decide to return like do you remember like at the end of last year there was like like ripples in the in like the force like G-Dragon was working on something yeah they released that at like the end of the year right yeah, and then, like, the disturbance and the force that happened afterwards, everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, at this point, like, when it comes to Big Bang, it's just like, okay, just bow out real quick. Move on your own way. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. Because they are chart monsters, it, like, for this group. And it's, like, people under, like, they have no idea what they're going to bring. The big joke, that because... I don't know if you guys pay really close attention to music shows, but uh, the big joke is that Dynamite, like Dynamite is on like its 30th win on Music Bank. And so they've won 30 weeks in a row. And like the joke is like BTS can't make a song that's going to knock Dynamite off. So I'm like, maybe Big Bang's going to be like, huh, peace out and be the one to knock Dynamite off the charts. It's been there too long. Okay, 30 is too many. Like I get the song is good, but come on. It gets played so much in this country. It's scary how much I hear it on a daily basis. So we've talked about returning groups and stuff. Um, Why don't we shift over to some of the more concerning predictions that we have regarding some groups, uh, as in disbandments to keep your eyes out for. So um, it's a pretty easy prediction, but I think that AOA is going to disband. Um, 2020 was an absolute shit show for AOA in so many ways. Are they going to quote disband or they're going to pull like a tiara? I'm not sure. I would think they would just be dissolved completely, wouldn't you? They could pull a subunit out of their ass somewhere. I mean, how many of them are left? Because a bunch of them have left the company already. Jimin's gone. Mina's gone. Cho- oh, what, there's what? There's two left? There's not. <laughs> I think there is Sohyun left, Hejong's left, and there's one more member, I think, left. And Sohyun, isn't she super? She's like super popular actor now or actress. Yeah, and um, I don't know if people who are listening followed much of the drama but it was basically another, like, this scandal happened with Tiara a number of years ago, but there is always seems to be an issue with, like, bullying in girl groups. I'm sure there is with boy groups, too, but it just seems like... The boy groups will just go take it outside and beat the fuck out of each other and be done with it. Yeah, that's that's where they kind of have an upper hand because, like, I don't know about y'all, but I kind of wish that I could just, like, beat the shit out of a girl that's talking shit and then, like, be over it. You know what I mean? I mean, wasn't GOT7 the group that had people go to blows with each other and someone had to translate in between them? <laughs> yeah, Mark's the one who, Mark is the, the the member who they're actually afraid of because when he gets angry, he gets angry. And they're like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess with this one. Wasn't he the translator for that? Who for was that? fighting? 
or like I don't remember who the one was that started the fight and who was trying to mediate it but I do remember there was a rumor around about that like in the early years so like fighting doesn't necessarily destroy a group you know what I mean it actually that's kind of how you understand people better is when you disagree and sort of deal with it so the allegations that came out about AOA Believable, um, just because if you've ever seen Jimin on anything, specifically on Pretty Rap Star is where a lot of people notice this, is that she kind of, she's shady. She's pretty fucking shady. <laughs> so I think she was forced to leave the group probably, but I do wonder if she's going to try to maintain her celebrity status. I don't think anyone's going to want to listen to her anymore. I would hope not because- Not after that, no. Yeah, when I see people that bully- um, like actually having fame and shit I get really mad oh definitely me too like bullying is such like a big deal within k-pop like think about all the idols who have had bullying scandals like Young from NCT Hyunjin from Stray Kids had a bullying scandal to the point where like he couldn't even look at fans for a while because he was accused of bullying this kid in middle school but like I feel like in their own group that's that's a line especially because Jimin is older so like she's closer to my age if I believe if I remember correctly if not older if you're still bullying people when you're in your 20s then um you're a major piece of shit like there's no getting around it and I think people have to remember it's just like the bonds, like for example, take BTS and Got7. That has been going on for years, right? But it's not like it was all sunshine and rainbows behind closed doors. Remember the fr- their coworkers first before they became friends. Literally all these boys have like, some people when you listen to this, you're gonna be like, oh my God, why did you say that? But these idols have trauma bonds. They like are traumatized through their training years and then become like besties afterwards. I mean, it makes sense too. I don't know if you guys have ever been thrown in a situation. Like I'll use an example. I went on a school trip with like a bunch of different schools from like around the county and everybody from my school became super, super close because we were like, oh, we're from here. And this other group is a different thing. So like, it makes sense that the trauma bonds happen. I just don't know why with the girls, there always seems to be some sort of bullying issue that comes out. And it it's a cycle that repeats itself. So like every couple of years we hear like a super famous girl group because, you know, AOA was huge um, back in like 2014-ish. They get really successful, but then something happens where somebody comes out and says like, oh, this person was really mean to me for no reason. Like it's just, it's a really sad cycle to see actually, because you would hope that success would make people less shitty, but it tends to seem to do the opposite. I feel like some of it is also contributes to like, if you see a certain member, especially for females, right? If you see a certain member popping off and she's super popular, there's that jealousy that comes to play. And you're like, I want to be like this member. And then that said member who pops off, you know, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but it's kind of like they're, they feel like I'm above you now in my group. Like, why am I kind of not saying, not to say that all groups are like that. We don't know, but it's just like, well, I'm the one who's getting love calls. What are you guys doing? What are you guys going to do? Or the company will favor that particular member and just shift all the focus on that member and all the other girls get left behind. I mean, there was another group that was similar to that where the um, the company basically dissolved them. Who was that? 
Gugudan that who disbanded yes, in they 2020. just disbanded at the very end of 2020 literally one of their I think one of their Chinese members was sent home and told don't bother coming back and like they were trying to like pick and choose like the popular people I feel like they do this with the girls a lot more intensely as well because we always see a girl group with like extreme potential an example is Pristin like they won rookie of the year awards and shit and Pletus still like disbanded them a year later and they had only been on the scene like two years. So we've seen that with Gugudan too. They had a comeback in 2018 and that was the last one. But some of their members went into acting and then some just fade into the background. And it's it's a really nasty formula, especially for, for girls. Yeah, so I would expect AOA to disband in the first few months. And I don't even know if we would see some of the members after that. But another group that I wanted to get into that I think is going to leave us uh, is YG's Icon. Yeah, yeah. They really yeah. haven't, been, they haven't been doing much since Hanbin left. But I don't think all of them would leave. Like, YG. I think, I think Bobby might stay. Bobby has gotten probably the best promotion out of any of the Icon members from YG. I mean, with him being the young champ and all. Like, at the thought of him leaving YG, he would be getting love calls like no other. Because, like, he's the youngest show-me-the-money champion. Yeah, and I know, like, I'm not... A big fan of Icon, but I have been on the sidelines, so I've kind of seen the way that they're treated compared to other groups in YG. Now, everybody knows I hate YG, um, <laughs> just in general, but like Icon seems to have gotten the short end of the stick all the time, despite having like extremely popular songs. And I feel like people have forgotten about them almost because they're not at the front of the news. Because like Love Scenario was that one song that everybody listened to in 2018, and then like. If you ask somebody now who's like a newer fan, who's icon, they're not really going to be able to tell you much about it. Yeah, I moved to Korea at the end of 2018 and the love scenario syndrome was still going around to the point where we had to ban our students from singing it in the classroom. Love scenario is that queen and it should have gotten more love, but it didn't. But guess what? It's still a banger of a song. It's just weird to see how such an impactful thing can just fizzle out into nothing like two years later. The reason why it got super popular, guys, fun fact, is that it's the same tempo as popular Korean nursery rhymes. I can see that. I mean, it's very, very catchy. Like, I feel like love scenarios like that, for me, like it, it immediately goes onto my spring summer playlist all the time, guaranteed, because it's such a good song. Hanbin and wrote it, that one, didn't he? I believe so. I believe so. And like, with everything that happened with Hanbin, it was like, just, it was bullshit. Like, everybody knew it was bullshit while it was happening, so it makes it harder to support the group when you see one of them being dragged out as like a scapegoat, you know? But Hanbin's making moves on his own, as likely. Like, like he, there's talk of him coming back. Yeah, and I love that for him. I want that for him. But I mean, like, what's left What's left of a group after, like, your main composer gets thrown to the wolves? Here's my prediction with Icon. They're going to disband and then all sign under Hanbin's new company. That would be, That'd be so cool. I would be so about that. They would re- they'd, pull a, they'd pull a highlight and rebrand. Please, I would love to see that happen. Yeah, because their seven years is coming up next year. Isn't that true? 
uh, YG does 10 years, if I remember correctly. I thought it's... it had to be seven years because of the slave contract no, but, thing. But, like, the, the, here's the thing, though. They do seven years domestic, three years abroad. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Why do you think the pinks were out of the country so much? And, like, remember when, C- when CL got basically banned to America? Yeah, yeah. So it's like... That's the interesting situation with that. Um, I also, I'm not blaming this on Icon, but whoever manages their marketing, I feel like a big issue with their decline in popularity was their big name change. Oh yeah, I remember that. I was like, that was the dumbest thing ever. Like the big name change really did hurt them a bit more, which I don't understand why they decided to be like, everyone's changing their names. Was that to make like an international push? Because they changed Korean names to more like Americanized names. I guess, but they didn't consult the American in the group, it sounds like. I don't know. I do want to know who was the marketing executive behind that that was like, yes, if we give them generic white names, people will listen. Like, that's not how it works for fans of K-pop anyway. I mean, only like one of them just started using his last name, which I get that, but like he was more well known by his first name. Like till this day, I don't know them by their change names. I know them as their original names. I'm like, who? When you when you bring them up, I'm like, wait, who in this group? In Icon? Who? It's a shame. Icon. Ugh, it's a shame. It's a- and to think they were that the group that was favored to win when. Yeah, and then we're rigged. That's why I'm saying YG has given them shit from the very beginning. Another group where the the potential was just, at the end, wasted. Because, I mean, they're not doing much anymore. And it's like, okay, like, I know, like, basically most of winner is all enlisted. So why don't you bring out your, uh, aside from Treasure, because Treasure's their new boy group. Um, They're pushing Treasure so fucking hard, it makes me not want to listen to them. I think what Treasure came like they debuted in 2020 and they have what they're now second mini album. They're on their fourth or, release. Or, 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 something like that. And I'm just like, where did like, okay, but it's just like, what about Icon, your other veteran group? Why YG's, YG's doing what JYP did with Stray Kids because Stray Kids in their first year released five albums. It's, it is a, a bananas to me because you know, those kids and Treasure are being worked to the bone for this when they could be given some rest and Icon could take over the reins for a little bit. I mean, at least Yedom is no longer in the dungeon. That's true. He was there for a very long time, wasn't he? Yeah, like he he out now. At least that's at least that's happening. But I feel like Icon is just proof that you can have talent and have the popularity, but at the end of the day, if the company is not marketing correctly then like it's over their their definition of big three privilege doesn't exist yeah i mean it there could be some at the beginning but like it's not longevity is not a thing that comes with the big three necessarily moving on to some lighter topics i think we said it last year but i'm gonna say it again for 2021 um my prediction it's gonna be the year of girl groups again and we're going to be seeing a lot more girl groups enter the international market even bigger than what it is um like for instance itsy they're coming out with their full english album and they're going to be there's going to be a big push for them to at least at least you'll probably see them in america at some point well 
whenever COVID decides to ease up. Um, we've seen twice recently with their English tracks, G Idol's already making waves as of last year. But I think it's going to be where we're going to see these girl groups rise even further. We know Mamamoo's been on the game, but I think that they're going to be even bigger this year. I would love to see them reach the U.S. here. I don't know. That's a long shot. But also, I the girl groups who to look out for, in my opinion, for 2021 is Oh My Girl and Everglow. If you guys have any other girl groups you have in mind, please feel free to chime in too. All I heard about, I just saw something the other day about Everglow is a couple of the members got COVID and nobody's heard from them since then. So like conspiracy theories are going off the charts right now on that one. I mean, Everglow's company, they're, they're U-Way, right? They're Cosmic Girls sister group. Yeah. Yes. I mean, their company has always been known for some shady nonsense. Like they couldn't even get the visas together for KCON. So it wouldn't surprise me if some shady stuff was going on. But like, how shady? <laughs> That's the question. Like, are they okay? I, you could only guess. I mean, in Korea, if you're COVID positive, you get hospitalized. So yeah. So I just just hoping know. for their overall well well being. My goodness, I can't English this morning. <laughs> but I think like I've been seeing Everglow in terms of their music popping off and I'm just like more please la di da was that song and it should have gotten more love I wonder about oh my girl because I know they've been bigger in Korea recently but I don't know if that's going to translate over into the United States I feel like if they were to I can't believe I'm saying this because it's stupid that they should have to do this but I feel like if they were to turn some of their hits in Korea into English they would like rock the charts like um dolphin i swear if it had english lyrics the locals would love it it's weird for me to see because i you know i've liked oh my girl's music for a long time i saw them at kcon and like nobody was excited that they were there in 2017 so i mean it's nice to see them finally getting somewhere but it's interesting and i'm not sure that it you know, is going to actually work in the American market necessarily. And even if they don't go into the American market, just I at least I think Oh My Girl has the potential to be top, like even top tier girl group for 2021 in Korea because they're growing. And I'm just like, please flourish. We need more girl groups. Please, more girl groups. Oh, oh, wait, I forgot. Everglow might be the only one that pops off because Oh My Girl has been issues with cultural appropriation and we know how international fans feel about that. Oh yeah, that's been an issue for Mama Moo for years. That too. Yeah, like the, like apparently appropriating Indian culture. So Oh My Girl, I mean, maybe, but I doubt the international fans will get on the train. Although G-Idol got in trouble for that with their debut and still was okay so you never really know but g idol has always been like had issue after issue so and my long shot prediction this is very long shot like i have no idea if this is really gonna happen but seeing the success of super m i think sm might push for a super group for their girl group because now we have espa and you have Red Velvet members. All five of them are back, by the way. Bless. Um, and uh, I feel—I don't know exactly out of the Girls' Generation members. I want to say more Hyoyeon might be like potential candidates to be the super girl group 
And I think if SM's going to push for another girl group debut this year, it might work. Not sure. But if there is going to be something like that, I would like to see that happen. If not, I feel like there's going to be more of the assurgence in like these hybrid cross company super groups or project groups that come out in 2021. For example, we saw project group Refund Sisters. And um, we so that had Hyori, uh, Um Jung Hwa, Hwasa and Jesse, and they got some play in Korea, or at least they're on music shows. And I'm like, yeah, I see you happening. Why not? We have other they're dummy popular in Korea, like dummy popular. So I feel like that might make more of an appearance in 2021, where we'll see those types of hybrid supergroups or project groups coming out in 2021. I could see that, but also I'm I've never been a fan of temporary groups. Especially if they start doing like they do with the survival shows with these temporary groups. Like, oh, y'all are just going to be together for this time and then just split you off. I hate when they do that. And I don't know why it becomes a trend to do it. Like, we know Eyes One's about to disband soon. And like, they're having a lot of the hoopla that Wanna One did. Has it been that long for Eyes One already? Jesus. Yeah, it feels weird because I was thinking the other day how long ago Wanna One was. I saw them they in 2017. They disbanded in early 2019. It was that long ago? <laughs> Jeez, I mean, we like, are showing just, our age. Like, part of it's just like, there's no concept of time sometimes when it comes to K-pop. It's like, what? They've been together for that long? So, Amber, I see an interesting prediction from you on here um, that I want to discuss. What Which is one? The, the fall of Cube Entertainment. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... We all know that we had the issue with Don and Kiana, the fact that uh, Pentagon had the one member exiled to China for like ever. And then the accusations of Elkie from CLC, which doesn't surprise us in the slightest, that with the countless issues that are continuing to pile up with Cube, I feel like they're going to have a major fall from grace soon. So what's going on with Elkie for for people that are not as aware of CLC's issues? Oh, like mistreatment. Like she's suing for mistreatment and lack of funds, if I remember correctly. And like she's demanding her contract to be dissolved. CLC is another group that has always gotten the short end of the stick, <laughs> really despite like finding their sound and getting popular. So nothing about that surprises me. Yeah, so I feel like it's just gonna fall apart at this point because like, guess who else Cube had, ladies and gentlemen? Beast, and we see what happened with them. I mean, at least, you know, they managed to separate from Cube and now they're highlight, but it's like, yeah, (laughs) don't really have much hope for cube at this point i feel like they might have to like restructure or someone needs to have a hostile takeover like like what happened with i don't know not necessarily what happened with fantasio with astro but like something to like completely help them learn how to manage their artists that's true they haven't had any new groups either have they no pentagon was the last one yeah god damn and they debuted like a long time ago. <laughs> wait, when did Idol debut? Oh, wait, G Idol's under them. I forgot. They yeah. debuted in 2018. So they were the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, um, yeah. So if an Idol is still somewhat holding on, uh, but 
we definitely are going to see it major issue like fall from grace because the like they're gonna get dragged through the mud with a lawsuit again and they're they also weren't they didn't they manage like guan lin from 101 they did and he sued them as well i think yeah so how many lawsuits is it gonna take cube i don't know but i volunteer for hostile takeover are they gonna come for me for saying that Mm, probably not Well, B2P's fandoms that uh, Chansa oh. or Unkwang are like, oh, just take over Cube already. <laughs> that's that's another entertain. That's another boy group that's getting fucked over by Cube. Um, and then what happened with Ilhun? So yes. Unkwang, take it over. I trust him. I trust that man. He would know what to do. Like, please just buy it out already. I thought he and a couple of the other B2B members were on like an executive committee for Cube. Maybe they'll just go in there and beat the shit out of some people and get it straightened. Please, B2B, you're the senior artist. Please wait. Fix it. Why can I actually see that? <laughs> but like visually, I can actually see see either Chun Silver or Kong go like busting through the doors and just be like, listen, we need to fix this. Both of them are gonna do it. I know I know it. I trust those men with my life. I'm looking at their artist list just to double check. Like, yeah. Uh oh, Kim Usok was there. Um who else is here? Joke oh. Why hasn't Joe Kwan done anything about this? That's a good question. That's a good question. He should. He would. It's like, come on, Joe Kwan, get your act together. <laughs> Please fix it. <laughs> like, he was going to sue people for yelling at, saying that he was gay without any confirmation of anything. So, like, why can't he just go in and be like, excuse me, Cube, I helped build you. I mean, Tiana helped build Cube, but that's besides the point. Like, they couldn't even keep four minutes together. I know, and four minute was huge. Why do they even try anymore? So yeah, that that's my prediction. Cube's gonna fall and fall hard, especially because we're getting a um, Pentagon's sixth year, aren't we? Pentagon debuted in twenty sixteen, so oh, we're 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 about halfway through their through their contracts. Yeah. So like, but to be honest, Pentagon really hasn't had a not like a banger since. Ejon left but yeah they, but they got their first music show in with Daisy which I thought was interesting very interesting choice yeah because Shine was that bitch and I can't believe that didn't get music show in I'm still like upset about that but Huey deserves so much more credit come back home already I know you just enlisted but come back home <laughs> like his mixes for Road to Kingdom mwah, like that version of Follow by Monster X brilliant or the um, Kill This Love mix. Oh, delightful. Uh, yeah, so my... Le- Jay, did you have one more? No, I only had two. Okay. Because everyone else took what I was going to say. So I was just like, you know, I'll just settle for two. Okay, so this one might be a bit more controversial. Um, that I think this year, and we're already seeing it, but I think there's going to be a harder push. That companies are going to push harder against illegal streaming. Um, and we're already seeing the beginnings of it with the end of the year concerts and music shows. Like today, actually, um, for the Golden Disc Awards that we had to pay to stream. And the tickets were not that expensive. It was like like the cost of like a McDonald's like meal um, that they were putting up on the screen that JTPC and this company are going to pursue legal action for user QDocs for illegally streaming on the actual stream, like on the big like platform of the stream. And BTS and Seventeen both put up warnings on people's streams with like jail cell bars saying, hey, you should stop streaming right now. And some people got their Weverse accounts 
taken down and like blocked from the server. While all of the um, terms and services for those accounts say they will do that for illegal streaming, it's pissed off the fandoms at large. Um, but I feel like we're going to actually see like legal action come of things. Like it's not going to be empty threats anymore. So can they take legal action against international fans that do that? Yep. That's where I think people are not getting it. You know what I mean? Because like the, especially if they are American fans, Korea and America have agreements about um, intellectual property rights and illegally streaming concert content is an infriction on intellectual property rights. So there you go. Should definitely be keeping that one in mind. (laughs) And I don't understand why people just don't pay for the ticket. Like, I get it, it's COVID, but you're not, like, why do people feel entitled to content? Like, you, K-pop, you don't need K-pop to live. It eventually is re-uploaded other places. Why do you feel entitled to content? Uh, Because America is rife with entitlements, that's why. Not to get controversial or anything. No, no, seriously. Like, Baekhyun had his concert last weekend, and... He told fans, like, please don't stream my concert illegally, pay for a ticket. And, like, 95% of the fans were like, okay, Baekhyun, we got you. And they, like, it was through Live, so you could split your account with another person. And, like, I know Jay and I have split accounts for concerts because we would mm-hmm. each pay for half, but we still paid for our ticket. And Live made stuff like that possible. But, like, people were like, well, if you're so rich, Baekhyun, why don't you just buy my ticket? Oh, my God. He's not, he owes you nothing. Or, like, the whole argument of, well, these should be free anyway. And I'm like, but do you, like, in reality, do you, like, go to concert for free? Like, an actual live concert? No, you pay for your seat. It's so annoying. It's like, these are just replacements for the in-person concerts. Like, the companies are losing out on money doing online concerts. Can I also just add, if you can't afford it, it's okay. Like, it really is okay if you can't afford it. If anything, save your money because there's other things to prioritize. Just because you can't attend the concert, whether it's in person or through online, doesn't make you any less of a fan. It's understandable if you can't afford it or you just don't have the funds at that time to watch. It's okay. Like, yeah, sure, there's going to be some sense of FOMO. There's some things that I've skipped out on because it's just like, listen, I just don't have the money at the moment to participate participate but in my heart I know I'm still there in spirit and I mean some people they're not going to understand that but it's really okay if you can't if you miss a concert or two but like if you have the funds to pay for it pay for it there's no excuse for you not to pay for the concert you're actually you're taking money away from the artist you say you support if you refuse to pay money for the services that they are providing exactly like the re everyone's wondering why streams are being taken down when a illegal stream is bordering on more views than the actual paid stream, there is a problem. Like an illegal view, illegal stream should not have a million views viewers at the same time. It'd be interesting to see how how intensely they you know put the hammer down on this one, and if it will finally get people to stop being entitled little bitches. Basically, <laughs> it's either gonna do that or it's gonna thin the herd. Yeah. So I mean, if it's an artist that you support you should really pay for that because you take away their livelihood 
if you don't. And it may seem like they have all the money in the world, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know. We don't know how much the company takes in, you know, in fees and stuff. And some of these K-pop groups don't make that much money, actually. Um, especially not, the smaller ones. If you're not buying albums, you should at least pay for their concert tickets because idols make more money off concert tickets and physical album sales. Digital streaming doesn't pay them shit and promotions don't pay them shit. They actually have to pay to go on all the music shows, guys. So you should be spending money to help your artists, not take it away. And if you don't have the money for it, that's fine. Like nobody's gonna fault you for not doing that. Just don't don't illegally do stuff. Exactly. And before people saying like, oh, my insert artist here illegally streams, it's because it's not hurting their wallet. Don't hurt your faves' wallets. Art, their hard work should not be free. They already give us enough free content. Sorry, I need to get off this because I get really upset about this topic. I was going to say, don't let the, oh, you're not a fan brigade ruin your day just by saying that oh you can't watch a concert well sucks for you don't let them ruin your day like listen it's really okay if you can't partake like don't let others put you down for the fact that you can't attend if you don't have the money but if you do have the money and you already support your faves help them by just buying the ticket people that give you shit for not for like not having money for stuff are the same people that bully you in high school change my mind don't listen to them. So, of course, these are our predictions just based on experience within the industry. But if you have any interesting predictions, you can always let us know on Twitter or Instagram or anything because we would love to see what everybody else is thinking about the current state of things. Um, so, uh, any last thoughts from you guys? I hope the K-pop world in 2021 will thrive even more than it already has. Yeah, 2020 has sucked in general, but I think the K-pop world did pretty well. So I hope it just keeps going up. Yeah, I just hope that 2021 is going to just be an even bigger year for K-pop. Um, I am looking forward to everything that's going to be happening. Um, I'm so excited to see the releases that are coming out in the first quarter of 2021. There's a lot already starting to go in motion. So 2021, just please be good to us in K-pop, please. And as always, uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Craze Magazine, uh, where we can continue this conversation uh, if you are so interested. Uh, but otherwise, we will be back next week with a new episode. So this has been the Craze Cast, and we will see you all next week. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.